So this morning, we're going to be looking at the first six verses of Exodus chapter 3, where it says, Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. Moses looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then God said, come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. God said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we get to probably one of the most well-known names that we find in Hebrews 11. Moses is a name that even people who didn't grow up in church have heard of. And there's so much about Moses that we find in Scripture. So many defining moments that we can think of. We can think of that first moment when Moses was a baby and his mother, to protect him from Pharaoh's decree, put him in a basket and put him in the river, praying for the best. We can think of of Moses going before Pharaoh. Even though Moses in Exodus 4 tried to tell God, I'm no speaker. And Moses said to Pharaoh, let God's people go. Or we can think of Moses standing before the Red Sea and lifting his arms as it split until all of the Israelites had passed through safely. Or we can think of Moses receiving the Ten Commandments from God and then going down and breaking the first set because he was so irritated at the unfaithfulness of the people. Which I think is kind of a good moment to remember. But today, this passage, I picked it partly because the sermon that my dad delivered of me growing up that I remember. I can't remember if it was when I was in middle school or high school, but my dad delivered a sermon on this passage, and it has stuck with me ever since. And so today's my own take on that. Because I want us to look at this passage of Moses before the burning bush, but especially the part where God calls Moses to remove his sandals. I don't know about you, but I, I like going barefoot. Naturally, if you want to, you can remove your shoes because technically we're on holy ground. I like going barefoot. And apparently, it is actually really good for you to go barefoot. 
And more than that, science has found somehow, and I can't understand the science, but if you Google it, you can find a whole lot of articles about it. But walking barefoot outside is actually really good for us when we remove our shoes. But how often before we step into the grass or the dirt do we put on our shoes? I mean, this morning my dog turned a corner when I let her out and I couldn't see her and I looked down at the wet grass and I shook my head, nope, not stepping on that. So I just had to wait for her to come back. I mean, it's kind of ingrained in us before we step on the earth to put on our shoes to protect our feet. And yet actually it's being barefoot on the earth with the dirt beneath our feet, the blades of grass between our toes that has proven to be incredibly beneficial to us. That somehow in how God created the earth and somehow how God created us, that when we walk on his earth, it can actually heal us. Somehow through tests, they found that walking barefoot on the earth can actually decrease your stress and anxiety. It can, um, they found in some people, it can reduce or remove your headaches and migraines. It's been found to help you sleep better and to reduce pain and inflammation. And it can also even improve your immune system. Isn't that interesting? But how often before we walk on the ground do we put on our shoes? I mean, think about when we go to the beach and we come before the sand, what do we do? We take off our shoes and we walk on the sand and we feel so good after. Not if we run in the sand. That's its own workout. But think about walking in the sand. Think about how good it feels after. Apparently walking in the dirt and the grass can, can be of the same benefit. It brings renewal that can't really be understood. But apparently the science is there. You know, there's a whole lot of reasons that we can name of, of why we should connect with God and spend time with God. And we can name them. Because when we are connected with God, we more firmly know his promises. Because when we're connected with God, somehow even when life feels like a storm is crashing down around us, for some reason we can feel this sense of peace or safe harbor that we can't always explain or understand. And yet, for some reason, that's not always our priority. For some reason, sometimes we put on sandals and shoes this layer to keep us apart. 
sometimes I don't even think we realize we're doing it. Sometimes, sometimes it's just our schedules. Time gets away from us, and so we run out of time to, to spend with God, to connect with God. Sometimes it's the fact that when we're with God, we may find something within us that God wants us to work on, and that's not always hard. Or sometimes we've been carrying so much with us that when we finally stop to be present with God, suddenly, suddenly we have to stop and see everything that we've been carrying. Or sometimes we may just think within ourselves, does God really want to spend time with me? For each of us, there's probably a layer at times that we may put on an excuse, a reason why we can't be fully present. But we know the benefits, but, but still we we want to put on our shoes. We see the wet grass, like I did this morning, and I knew all the benefits, and I was actually telling myself in my head the benefits, and I still looked at the wet grass and said, no. We can know the benefits, and still at times we can want to put on our shoes. But here's what I want us to do today. I want us to think about one way one way in all that we're already doing to connect with God in our lives. As Kate talked about, there's prayer, there's scripture, and these are things that, that we should be doing. But I want us to think about something that's already in our schedules that we don't typically think about when we think about faith. I want us to think about one way to connect with God and what we're already doing. And this may be choosing when we're going on a walk or being outside to actually walk through the grass and feel the blades and think about God's creation, how God created the crown to somehow be a benefit to us as his children. I think that's really kind of cool. Or what about this? All of us are find ourselves adults driving throughout the week what would it look like for us while we're driving to begin to think about the reasons we're thankful to begin to name the reasons that we have in our lives to give thanks to God for our family for our friends for a good strong cup of coffee for water that is clean and good for us. Because the more that we name the reasons that we have to give thanks, that is us choosing to be drawn into God's presence and to name his goodness in our lives because God is present with us. It's us choosing in whatever we're doing to acknowledge his presence with us. Some people joke about the fact that I call my baking a spiritual discipline or a spiritual practice. 
And it's partly why I stopped doing my weekly videos because I wasn't concentrating on that. When I'm baking, I try to slow down. And if I'm baking for someone else, I bake and pray for them. Or if I'm baking for myself, then I just I slow down and, and choose either to list the things I'm thankful for or start to name before God the, the things that I'm really struggling with, the things weighing down on me, and to just get them out in the open. Because when we name the things that we're struggling with, When we name them before God, we're saying, God, this is something I need to give to you. There are so many things that we can do. How many of us go on walks to the neighborhood? How often do we think about just turning those walks? Or also our drives into a prayer walk or prayer drive and praying for the homes of the people we're passing praying for the workers of the stores that we're passing, and to really begin to think about all these people we pass or know or to come into contact with. Connecting with God is as simple as looking at everything that we're already doing and thinking about how we can be aware of God's presence and how we can be in conversation with God in that moment. God's just waiting for us to remove our shoes and to realize everywhere we go is holy ground because everywhere we go, God is present. And God is just waiting for us to acknowledge him, to remember he's present with us. And to find peace and goodness in his presence. So this week, as we go forth, I want us all to think about one way in our schedules. One thing we're already doing. And to think about how we can invite God into that space to name him. And to, and to connect with him so that we may more fully know the healing and the power that comes when we spend time with our God.